In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we begin a new year, and we meditate on the Word of God, what we hear in the first reading from Isaiah, first of all, the reading itself is fulfilled in Jesus. But it's not just fulfilled in Jesus, it's to be fulfilled in us. And what it's talking about is that you need the divine in your everyday life. You see, we as humans, we're not just flesh and blood. We are also in need of relationships. We're in need of knowledge. We're in need of being able to have relations, friends, families. We also need the divine within us. And this is where he begins and he says, you know, I'm speaking to you islands. He's not talking to islands. Speaking to us, especially if we isolate ourselves. And he's saying to us basically is that I need to be in your life because that's what fulfills your life more than anything else. See, in our everyday life, we need the divine. It might be a small prayer. It might be how you begin your day. It might be how you prepare for your day. It might be also in your work and seeing God working. And maybe also in your frustrations, bringing in the divine and not just following and not just going after just the regular everyday grind, if I may use this word. And this is what St. Paul talks about. He says, look, in your homes, you've got some fine china. It's when very important people come and you have very special, you know, gatherings. That's when you use that, you know, important vessels, he calls it. And you've got your everyday stuff that you use for everyday stuff, you know, with your kids and your family, your husband and your wife, and, you know. Um, so some are normal, and some are for very important uses. And St. Paul uses that as an example. It's a very interesting way of using, you know, everyday material. And he says that's what you should be. You don't need to just be an everyday material. You're special. Be, you know, purify yourselves, seek after the Lord, allow the Lord to be part of your day, and you no longer become just another number, just another person, just another human being, just another person sitting in the pews. You are an individual with God looking after you and you seeking God. And this brings about a relationship. This brings about also a fulfillment of who you are. Then you become used for very honorable things. And honorable things being with the Lord, where God now is going to use you. I'll give you an example. You know, we use what we call a chalice, and it looks, you know, it's, it's basically a big cup. But that cup has been used to bring about and to hold God himself his body and his blood that becomes pure and honorable and sacred we can't finish from mass and then i'd pour in punch or you know any drink or milk and i start using it for normal uses it's the same thing with us when we are purified when we find god and everything that we do is at a higher level it isn't just I go, I go to work, I finish, I come back, I get my paycheck. Well, that's normal. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's not a great thing. It's not enough. 
Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So when you have that connection, when you're able to slip in a prayer, when you're able to, and this is what I tell people, you know, bless people without telling them. Maybe make that as your resolution. And I'll give you a perfect example. You're a hairdresser. You're touching people's heads all day. Bless them. You don't have to say a word out loud. Lord bless this person who might be annoying you or might be a good customer. Get into that habit where you become a chalice, a cup that brings graces, brings blessings to others. Then you're going to find yourself living a different life. These are small little things. I'm not saying you have to do these things, but it would be great for you to do. Because what's going to happen is it happens to every family, and this is why we hear in the gospel, is that when you get into your daily grind, and you know, for the last year and a half or two years, we've had a lot of distractions. What's the first to go? It's God. It's a distraction that we all face. Mary and Joseph, the great, perfect family, the holy family, got distracted and they lost Jesus. I'm going to put this story for a second on the side. Only one gospel mentions this, gospel of Luke. Luke never saw Jesus. Luke wasn't even a Jew, more than likely. Luke more than likely visited Mary, and Mary told him the story with all the different details, including what she said, how he responded, and how she kept it in her heart. More than likely. Why would Mary do that? Why would she tell this to Luke? Knowing that Luke is going to write it down and put it as an account about the life of Jesus. Well, this is embarrassing. I don't know about you, but if you ever lost your child and you're going to write a memoir, that's going to make you look really bad. Unless you know humanity and that we get busy, not necessarily with sin. It could be sin, don't get me wrong. But we get busy with our everyday lives. We get busy with the latest strain. We get busy with the latest mandate. I do. I have to know. I have to find out. I have to figure out these things. I have to stay on top of this silliness sometimes. And this horrible thing that's hit us. It's hit the world for the last two years. And I lose focus. And I lose times. And this is where, for me, when I pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary, it's the fifth joyful mystery. It's the finding of Jesus. So Mary wants to tell us, when you lose focus, and how did it happen with Joseph and Mary? You know, they know who Jesus is, and they know what he's all about. But somehow he became a normal, just everyday life, cooking, cleaning, going to the temple, praying, and Mary lost focus on Jesus. Joseph lost focus on Jesus. Mary thought he was with Joseph. Joseph thought he was with Mary. Maybe he was with the family. Maybe he was with relatives. Wherever it is, is they lost focus. They lost Jesus. I don't know about you, but to lose the Son of God is not an easy thing to go through. And yet, Mary tells the story, more than likely, because she knows we're going to lose Jesus too. But where are you going to find him? In the temple, praising the Father. What's today's explanation? 
Where are you going to find Jesus when you've lost, you know, focus a bit? When things have just gone a little astray? Right here in the Eucharist. Right here in adoration. This is where we as a diocese, we decided, I decided, that you know what? We need to refocus on Jesus. We need to refocus on the Eucharist. So what I'm asking from the whole diocese, of course, every parish, every first Thursday of the month, adoration, 6 to 7 p.m. Some parishes might do it 5.30 to 6.30. Some parishes might be 6.30 to 7.30, but around the same time. I want the whole diocese to get on its knees and say, I worship you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I've been distracted, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. I can't live without you, Jesus. I can't bear to understand life without you. This is now an invitation. Now, you can't make it during that time. We do have grottos everywhere. And what becomes important so that we may refocus and find Jesus. Now, you can find Jesus in your home. You can find Jesus in your prayers, and you should. But there's nothing like finding Jesus in adoration, in the Eucharist. There's nothing like receiving him. There's nothing like getting on your knees. There's nothing like saying, Oh, Jesus, I know it's you. You're here. You're not dead. You're alive. And you want to give me life. So you can hear Mary telling this story. And in the end, she's keeping it in her heart. That's so much because a lot of us are living with anxiety. Like Mary and Joseph losing Jesus for three days. We might lose Jesus for longer. Knowing that we need to refocus, knowing that we need to, all right, step back, I need to reset. And this is a perfect time of the year to do so. And this, as we begin a new year, for many of us, we need that resolution. Being able to see, I need Jesus, and I'm going to set up a time to see him. If it's possible on a weekly basis, but monthly is we're asking Everybody, so that the whole diocese will proclaim and say, Blessed be the name of Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.